Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience here in Mississippi at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all could join us on the radio side. Also, it's tuning in to our online affiliates around the world. We appreciate you all being with us as well. Well, I think at times all of us may feel beaten down by the world, may feel as though there are so many things that are weighing against us. But our next guest is a great example of what we can achieve if we're willing to keep moving forward, do the hard work, and never give up. We're so excited to welcome Emily Francis to our program today. She has written an inspiring book that is geared toward, I think, all of us when it comes to pursuing our goals and dreams. The book is called If You Only Knew, Letters from an Immigrant Teacher. We're going to talk to Emily about the very personal connection to this book, but also what it's been like for her to share a great message with her students, and by extension now through the book with the world, and what she hopes you have to take away from it. If you guys are just now finding out about the book, we'll remind you how you can get your own copy of it. Emily, thank you so much for the time. really appreciate it. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Oh, look, the honor is definitely all ours. I want to begin where we are now. You know, I, one of the things I have the hardest time doing, Emily, is staying present. But your book officially is out this month. What has it been like for you to have sat with the book for the length of time that you did in writing it and now to have it out for the world to read? Yeah, you know, that pandemic, something that happens, you know, I hope some people remember the <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> well, that pushed a lot of things aside, and finally, you know, three years later, the book is out. So it's been a, an exciting moment, you know, just being able to hold the book and, you know, do the pre-reading of it and just admiring the book and all the work that went into it. And, of course, holding on to that book and giving it to my family, that was just another highlight of my life, of course. Yeah, yeah. And and that's interesting to hear you use that word, Emily, highlight, because I think anyone who reads If You Only Knew will see you had several of those throughout your journey, right? <laughs> These highlights of things you've been able to achieve and milestones you've been able to reach. And I love that moment when you're going into your first class and you're being told this is your class, um, and you ask for that moment to stay in there just you know by yourself. What has that been like for you to think of where you started and where you are today? You know, I read a book a while ago that talks about journeys, and it, I went away away from using this the word story. This is my story because the story is like a one-time thing. The journeys are the events that happen, the highlights that happen in our lives. I mean, something happened, but it's still happening. Our stories yeah. are still being written, so it's more like a journey. So to me, everything that I tell in a book are experiences that have built up onto this moment, but this moment continues. So right now, like the highlights of holding the book, and then I cannot wait to hear about what students have to say once this book gets to their hands. Yeah. So let's talk about that component of it, because I think as a teacher, and I have benefited myself, Emily, from some amazing teachers. Uh, my radio audience here in Mississippi knows, Emily, that I grew up with a speech impediment, and it was a teacher that mm. stayed after school with me and she actually helped me with my speech impediment. And I credit her now for having the career that I have uh, to this day because of that attention. So I bring that up for this reason. Did you know that 
when you went into the profession of educator, that it was more than just what you did in the classroom, that it really was going to be a connection with those students? That was the intention behind it. Really, that one of the reasons why I went into this special area of teaching English as a second language is not just teaching. It's really reaching out to a population that not only has been marginalized, but at the same time need extra support. And so really going into this field was giving back to the community, something that I really wish I had. So when you tell the story of your amazing teacher that stayed after school, that's something I cannot say. While I was in school, I did not have that until I grew up and put myself through school that I met a teacher that took me under her wing and helped me through the process of putting myself through college. And so the power of having that individual to help you through, it's, it's unmeasurable. So, you know, going into this field, my job is to, of course, teach the content But beyond that, the profession is really building those connections and transforming lives through making those relationships with students and encouraging them. Like you you read the lines in the book, you know, how I like to tell my students parts of my life that connects with theirs so they can see that it is possible beyond your current experiences. So I want to talk about uh, the the integration is what I'll call it, uh, Emily, because when when this book was first pitched to me, I didn't really know what to expect, to be quite honest with you, and I'm actually glad I didn't, because I did not realize how much of yourself you were going to put into it. So talk to us about the integration mm-hmm. of inspiring students from letter to letter, but sharing a piece of yourself along the way. What was that like for you? Well, you know, when we first talked uh, with Silas and my editor and the publisher about the book, I mean, we, talk, we talked about doing a memoir, you know, personal narrative, and we knew what that was like. And we started with that perspective, but it just the story wouldn't flow. And I think the reason it wouldn't flow is because I was telling just about me versus the impact that my students have had in my personal life. So I think one of the reasons why I've learned to embrace who I am and the experiences that I've had is because I see that reflection of my students. see them sitting there. It's like I was an immigrant. I was an English language learner. I had that socioeconomic struggle. So I see that, and it made me highlight my own experiences. So when we started talking about the book, it wasn't going to be centered on Miss Emily Francis. Because that would have been a really, not a boring book, because I think my story is fascinating. I have to say that because it is. But at the same time, as a teacher, I think there's a bigger impact on making those connections that we have with students. You know, representation matters. And so when you tell a student what you have been through and they see that, they, they see the possibilities, of course. Mm. So I want to talk about something. I love the way that you close each one of the letters. You're a teacher always. I want to talk about no. that because I think for myself, when I graduated from high school in 1994, it's yeah. so good. In 2022, I can say some of my teachers who are still you know, alive, we're still connected today. My art teacher and I are still connected on Facebook. My band teacher, we're still connected, and I'm able to, you know, to share what I've been able to do with them, and, and they're still sharing what they're doing. 
what has that been like for you to form these relationships? Because really, I mean, anyone who reads this, this book, Emily, will tell, this is not just a teacher-student you know, that, that we're seeing here. This is really, I mean, someone sitting down and, and, and sharing, you know, everything with them. So what was that like for you to kind of forge these bonds with them? Well, you know, I'm huge about storytelling, and I do believe that once my students leave my campus, leave my classroom, graduate and go on in life, they have a story to tell. And so closing each letter with the teacher always is a reminder that they're going to turn back and think, I was in that classroom with that teacher. She taught me this. She talked to me about this. I want them to close their eyes and think about that one person that encourages them. And that's why is that teacher always, because I'm always here, even though they're gone from uh, campus. You know, I have a student who, after leaving campus, messaged me and said, hey, I got my passport. Hey, I have a baby. Hey, I'm going to college. You know, that's the relationship carry on. But it's a process. While they're on campus, it's our opportunity it's our responsibility to make those connections because once they leave, it's too late for them to tell a story. And they will tell yeah. a story, but they will, they will tell a sad or pitiful story like I do. If I look back at Martin Van Buren, I have a story to tell you, but it's not a pretty story. So I don't want my students to leave campus, to leave our district, to leave our, our state, to move on in life with that negative impact, but a positive one, and knowing that we're always there. Right. Such a great reminder, and I think such a great assurance as well. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, either on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome author Emily Francis to our program today. Emily is the author of the new book, If You Only Knew, Letters from an Immigrant Teacher. We're going to remind you how you can stay connected with Emily and get your copy of the book. I want to read something from Chapter 6 of the book, Emily, uh, the chapters to the student Alonzo. And I love the fact, again, you're making the connection, able to praise Alonzo for the things that Alonzo had that you did not have uh, when you were younger. But you said something that really struck me in, in, in this particular letter that I really wanted to mention, and that was this. And, and again, I think our audience can relate this to themselves. You say, no matter how old we are, it's important to know there's somebody in our corner when we're going through something difficult. You go on to say in talking about uh, yourself, uh, being 15, you say this, Emily, when I was a 15-year-old sitting at that kitchen table, I really wish I had someone like that. Now I try to be that person for you and your fellow students. After all, you know what they say, be the hero you wish you had. So I want to talk about that. What has that been like for you, Emily, to embrace being a hero? fantastic. It's really uh, putting myself in the shoes or really telling them that I have been there, that I know what it is. It's just that, that again, that, that person, that hero, that one individual that I needed to go back to and just being that that I did not have, it's so special. It, it's humbling, really. It's humbling because it's an opportunity that they're getting right now and they won't forget. You know, again, going back to that kitchen table at midnight when I was doing my assignments, my mother was there, 
you know, and but she couldn't sit down and help me with my assignments. And I wish I would have picked up the phone and called and texted somebody so now I can say, oh, so-and-so helped me. And so Alonso, while he's doing his work in the middle of the night, he knows that there's that one person that is going to answer that text because she has yeah. been through it. She knows what it is to struggle work and school at the same time. So he knows that I'm not going to ignore that message. And so it's just such a good feeling to know that I have uh, the ability to make that impact on students' lives. For yourself, did you realize, I know you talked about the way that this book kind of unfolded, Emily, but did you realize that there would be so many connections with the students when you first started writing these letters? Of course. I mean, I, I, this is my fifth year at the high school level, and I've, I've met a lot of students with many different walks of life. And so the themes that evoked from each chapter, they will have something to relate to. And, you know, really my idea is they're not going to, like, as a reader myself, when I read something, I don't find every chapter relatable but I do find that one part of the book that I can say, oh, my goodness, that's like me. That's my experience. And that's my hope with this letter, that out of all eight, there's one that a student can say, oh, my gosh, my life is like Cecilia. My life is like Raquel. And then that will be the key for them to grab onto and making sure that, you know, they can do what they put their mind to just because of that little encouragement they find in that chapter. If it's the whole right. book, great, I did it. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So let's expand out a little bit then, Emily. Part of the way you've been sharing the word about the book is through social media. What has that been like for you to literally be able to touch the world now and to let them know about the book? It's exciting. I even told one of my friends, I was like, am I oversharing? Because I'm like <laughs> everywhere sharing. I, I, have, I have professional platforms, and I always share anything related to school. And I have personal platforms, and I'm like double sharing. I'm like posting it everywhere because I, you know, stories need to be highlighted because I, I'm excited that it's not just my story. I'm excited that the world needs it's hearing other voices and voices that, again, going back to a community that has been marginalized for so long, our immigrants, our undocumented, our struggling readers, our, you know, all of those uh, kids who don't get a microphone to tell their stories have right now a platform where they can hear um, about these, these stories. So it's exciting. I'm like, here, read these stories, read these stories. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm you know, I, everywhere. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, um, LinkedIn, everywhere I'm, I'm sharing it. And it's until a lot of students get their hands on this book. And I think, again, that is what makes it so powerful then, Emily, for the reader. Uh, and I think to know that they have an example, and that's one of the things I said in my review on Amazon, to have an example of someone that is showing us what is possible, not just saying it, yeah. but actually demonstrating yeah. it. And that's what makes it so great. Again, everyone, Emily Francis has been our guest. The book is If You Only Knew, Letters from an Immigrant Teacher. It's available through our friends at Amazon.com. So make sure you guys head over there to get it for yourself. Uh, or, of course, through your 
your favorite local bookstore. If they don't have it, I know they'd be more than happy to order it for you. Emily, you mentioned the course being everywhere. How can our audience best stay connected with you? Well, I have three professional platforms. Of course, I'm on Twitter, Emily Fran ESL. I'm on Instagram, Emily Francis ESL. Um, of course, I'm on Facebook for my old teachers, uh, Mrs. Francis ESL class. But um, just, you know, if you find me anywhere, of course, um, I'll be happy to connect with you and guide you to where to get the books. And Silas Education will be the website that you can find it since it's been sold out twice already on Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good problem yeah. to have. <laughs> Right, exactly. Well, look, continued success to you, Emily. So glad we've been able to have this conversation today and definitely looking forward to speaking with you again. Thank you so much for having me, and I appreciate the time and space. Uh, You look more than welcome. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let's go make today amazing. Take care. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.